0: So uh, welcome, Christy. Um, I'm speaking to Christy Lagley, who founded Rebellious Foods uh, in 2017. Rebellious Foods makes plant-based chicken, which uh, has been described by some as being better than the real thing. So welcome to you, to the future of foods.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Good. Um, So you have a new chicken product out. I haven't tasted it, although... There was some discussion in the beginning when we were organizing this uh, interview that you would try and send me a sample, but that wasn't possible because of uh, it probably would have gone off by the time it got here, I suppose. Yeah,
1: yeah. It doesn't always work to send uh, frozen foods internationally and not at least not for less than an arm and a leg. Um, But yes, we. We are a plant-based chicken company that sells primarily to the USDA public school system. Um, we also sell our products into retail in the Pacific Northwest and uh, a couple of places in the Midwest in the United States. So obviously we're very focused on the United States. And our goal is to make plant-based meat faster, better, and cheaper um, by making and high-quality plant-based meat faster, better, and cheaper by developing technology that automates and mechanizes the production of plant-based meat. So we're a production company at heart, and we believe in bringing high-quality plant-based meat and making it affordable and available to everyone.
0: Sorry, my phone was going off, so I just, uh, I'm just thrown something over the top of it to... Uh, Anyway, so so you have a new product uh, out. Is that is that correct? Um, is Mac 2? Mac
1: no. uh, oh, the Mac 2. <laughs> so yeah. I guess there's a little bit of confusion there. No, um, we've been actually selling the same products for about four years now. Um, we sell products into the public school system, which are primarily focused for kids. Those are chicken nuggets, tenders, and patties, and all made out of not chicken. They're made out of plant-based ingredients. Um, And those are intended to replace meat in our public schools and for kids' cafeterias, places like that. Then we also sell products, also chicken nuggets, tenders, and patties that have a little more seasoning, a little more pepper, um, more geared towards the adult audience. But what we have been doing at Rebellious is that we understand that plant-based meat has been around for a long time, But no one has been able to make it at price parity with animal based meat. And this is a really big problem because making plant based meat is it's a hard process. Um, It's essentially kind of like making bread. In fact, it's almost exactly like making bread. And the way that we make plant based meat right now is by measuring out all the individual ingredients and then trying to bring them together in just the right way. And we end up using um, equipment that was normally used for meat processing. And we try to apply that to plant-based meat. And unfortunately that just doesn't work very well. That's the way that the entire industry does it now. And the, um, the result is that making plant-based meat ends up being about three times the cost of making plant uh, animal-based meat. And therefore consumers are always dissuaded from buying plant-based meat, even though it's better for their health, better for the animals and better for the environment, but they're dissuaded to do so because it costs three times as much. And that's where Rebellious comes in. So we've spent the last five years developing an automated continuous production system that we call the Mach 2 production system, and it's capable of making plant-based meat with the right tools. It's the right tools for the job. And that's essentially what we're doing at Rebellious is um, by designing and deploying those automated production systems, the Mach 2s, we are able to bring plant-based meat to the market that's even higher quality than what's on the market now. But at the same price as animal meat. And that's always been our goal. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so this is this is what this is what differentiates you from other plant based meat producers, would you say?
1: That's correct. Yeah. and and also other brands because if you can kind of think about it, there are a couple different types of plant-based meat companies. There are plant-based meat producers. There are plant-based meat brands, and those are often not the same company. A lot of companies who run brands do not necessarily produce their own products. They have somebody else produce them. In the case of Rebellious, we're very hands-on because we're actually not only producing the products um, alongside some of our partners, but we are also designing and developing and deploying the equipment to make that product. So we're very hands-on when it comes to production, and that production is where We exist in the supply chain is really between the cost of goods sold and the wholesale market um, rather than the wholesale market to the branded market.
0: Okay, and we can see from the image that you are actually in your production facility right now.
1: Yeah, that's right. So we, um, I'm at my production and research and development facility where we design and deploy, well, we design primarily and test our prototype system. So we first in 2021 and 2022 developed the Mach 1 production system. And we spent um, many years developing that particular system where it was creating just the right hydration mechanisms, just the right um emulsifying tools and just the right mixing tools to bring the the meat portion of plant-based meat together we designed and deployed that right here in our facility it was actually just behind the wall behind me and then that was the small-scale version of our system We're now in the process of um, deploying our large scale version, which is called the Mach 2 production system, which is capable of initially producing 10 million pounds per year on um, on a, you know, attached to a bread batter fry line to make um, chicken, chicken nuggets, tenders and patties from plant based ingredients. And that system, we're actually gonna to increase to 25 million pounds per year, um, which will be capable of you know, really replacing the, the whole of a chicken processing line in future facilities. So that's what we're really excited about because we know that in the world where we are eating too much meat and the amount of meat being produced is increasing um, about 2% year over year, But we also know it has deleterious effects on our environment, on our health, um, on rainforests. And so we need to bring the amount of meat that we're producing at an industrial scale down. And that's why Rebellious has been designing and deploying scaled automated production for plant-based meat. And that is fundamentally what we do at our facility and our company overall.
0: Okay, so when you say automated, does that mean that it's, it's kind of mostly done by kind of robots and machines?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, So... When you develop new equipment, which I've done for a long time now as a a mechanical engineer, my prior experience was that um, I actually started my career in the aerospace industry. I worked on aircraft, spacecraft. I even worked on the James Webb Space Telescope at one point. I worked on one of NASA's solar sails. I worked on Boeing commercial airplanes. Um, And then I decided, oh, man, I really would love to use my skills to work on a climate issue. And there is no central, more central climate issue that crosses so many um, ethical and social justice boundaries as that of the meat industry. And so I decided, well, if we could make plant-based meat faster, better, and cheaper, that would be a way of really utilizing my skills as an engineer to design better tools to do that. And yes, exactly what we do is design Um, is design automated systems for hydrating texturized proteins, emulsifying plant-based oils, mixing dough, which is the meat of the plant-based meat before it's cooked. And by doing that in an automated fashion, and we had to invent the tools to make that happen, by doing that in an automated fashion, we are able to uh, make plant-based meat at a considerably lower labor rate than it would be if, um, if you were using you a know, whole bunch of people to try to individually bring all those ingredients together, which is the way it's done now. But by um, early next year, our Mach 2 production system will be deployed here in the Pacific Northwest of the United States. And that's when we'll start to bring the cost of our production down. <laughs>
0: Okay. So, and did you, were you uh implemental, implemental in designing the technology then yourself?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. So as a mechanical engineer, I started the company um around these early designs of a okay. early hydrator processor, early emulsification and early final mixing. But I have to give the credit to the amazing research and development team here at Rebellious. It's a group of um, animal loving and climate carrying engineers who um, have really developed these tools into the Mach 2 that it is today. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Very interesting. So how do your products taste then in comparison to traditional Well, we
1: hear over and over again that um, our products consistently outperform chicken. I mean, there's a lot of things that people love about chicken. Um, It's meaty, it's juicy um, plant, you know, sorry, uh, it's it's crispy if you put a crispy coating on the outside. But the problem with chicken is it also comes with some downsides. It's high, high in saturated fat. It's high in cholesterol. Um, oftentimes, there's gristle and unwanted levels of fat in the product, and that doesn't happen with plant-based meat. You get a much more consistent product. And so, what you find is that, you know, once you hit the taste and texture mark um, for a really good plant-based meat product, um, like ours, you really can outperform chicken because it's, you know, it doesn't taste as greasy. It tastes um, cleaner protein um, flavor, and it essentially can really outperform chicken in most cases. Everybody has a preference, but for the most part, people say it either tastes better than chicken because they can taste the flavor um, better, but um, oftentimes they like it even more just because you don't have those downsides of chicken. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's quite a claim to make, isn't it? That it uh, it tastes better than the real thing. So I I, I do look forward to uh, being able to sort of taste that because I'm you know it sounds great, it sounds ideal, doesn't it? Really. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so um, so what are the current obstacles then in plant based meat manufacturing? Uh, I, I suppose I suppose it's what you was what you was saying. It's about cost parity, isn't it? And and you've you've managed to create an automated system to overcome that. Are there, are there any other uh, big obstacles that you, that's. Yeah.
1: yeah. So a cost parity uh, is related to the other obstacles. And one of the other obstacles is what we call quality at scale. And there's, there's, it's rather easy to create a plant-based meat product that works well at what's called the bench scale, where you can create the product in a kitchen or create it in small batches or, um, you can create it in, even in a small little manufacturing facility with a smaller um, bowl chopper, or maybe you can do it in a larger bowl chopper, but it's, it you do it once, but it doesn't always happen the same every time, you know, the extra hundred times you have to do it in the next week or so. And so... What our equipment, what the Mach 2 production system allows us to do is actually achieve quality at scale where every moment of continuous production is the same as the moment before because you get full homogeneous hydrating, full homogeneous emulsification, and full homogeneous mixing. Therefore, you don't have the situation where batch one and batch 12 you know, are slightly different because you had a different team working on it or maybe they were tired by then and they didn't maybe get all the ingredients in there, or maybe the measuring out wasn't as accurate for the 12th batch as it was for the first batch. Or what is a major problem with plant-based meat is oftentimes that final mixing step isn't achieved very well, or the hydration step isn't achieved very well. Because when the bigger the batch you're essentially working against gravity and viscosity. So in food manufacturing, when you start to really increase the batch size, you can run into things like lack of mixing in the salt all the way. And some people might get a nugget that doesn't have any salt in it. And somebody might get some with too much. So people will often experience very different things because of that lack of quality. And so what we've achieved is, you know, we're not necessarily going to make things better at the small scale. If you're only making a hundred pounds a day, that isn't really going to be any different, but if you're making 25,000 pounds in a shift, yeah, the mock two is going to make a really, really big difference because you know that the salt and the flavoring and the water and the hydration It's all done perfectly at every step and nobody's getting tired because it's all mechanized. No longer do you have people trying to measure out ingredients or mix up materials. And so as a result, you get what's called quality at scale and quality at scale is a really important feature to both um, providing high quality plant-based meat, providing high volume plant-based meat to the masses. But particularly by taking out the people from this equation, you're reducing the labor cost by ninety percent, which then can bring you to closer to closer or near to the price of chicken products or comparable animal-based chicken products.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to ask a question. Just sort of going back to an earlier question, when you said uh, that uh, producing plant-based meats is three times more expensive than producing uh the equivalent meat product so what is the major expense is the major expense the labor or is it the The major
1: expense is the labor
0: right okay
1: yeah the major expense is the labor and um the reason is because that plant-based meat is often made in meat well it's almost entirely made in meat processing facilities with the exception of a few facilities in north america and a few in europe But for the most part, they are made in meat processing facilities where you are trying to use, you know, these operators are trying to use meat processing equipment like bowl choppers and tumblers and tenderizers in order to make plant-based meat. But if you can imagine what we do to animals, we, you know, slaughter them, we have to remove the feathers and skin, and then we have to break down the carcasses, right? Those Mm. are all chopping and deconstructing, they're essentially subtractive manufacturing processes. However, plant-based meat is exactly the opposite. It is an additive manufacturing process, just like when we make bread. In fact, making plant-based meat is exactly like making bread, yeah. except you don't have the starch in there. You have less starch, it's more protein and less starch. As a result, it's the wrong tools for the job. And that's why we had to go back to the drawing board and develop the right tools for the job.
0: I'm, surpri- I'm surprised that, uh, that manufacturers are using the same equipment to make plant-based food. As, as they were to make uh, animal.
1: Yeah, people are yeah. often surprised by that, but it's a it's a indication of the small size of the plant based meat industry, which actually feeds back into why there's a small size of the plant based meat industry. Because you can imagine if people, if half the people aren't getting good quality product, you know, you're not going to increase the capa- You're not going to increase the market with half poorly made products but the reason that plant-based meat is made in meat processing facilities is that's the only place we have to make it right now the plant-based meat industry is nascent in the united states alone we produce over 108 billion pounds of animal meat yet we only produce about one one half of 1% of that volume or around 700 million pounds of plant-based meat globally Plant based meat clocks in at just 0.2% or two tenths of 1% of the global animal meat industry. Yeah. So there's over 771 billion pounds of animal meat produced globally, and plant based meat barely even is one fifth of
0: 1%. Mm. Mm.
1: So it's a very small industry still, but so that's why it's been just tacked on to production in other facilities. Okay.
0: Okay. I mean the and so the market, I suppose, isn't there yet. Is it so the market for plant-based meats uh, has been fluctuating and and recently there's some kind of media indication that that it's going, you know, that the popularity is waning. Um so what do you see as the long term viability for this? space?
1: Well, I truly believe that the popularity of plant-based meat um, has been waning kind of due to the problems with plant-based meat. Um, First, we talked about quality at scale. Until we get that right, we're always going to have consumers feeling a little like, well, if I try it once, it'll be okay. But if I try it a second time, it might not be. So we really have to get that problem under control. And then the second thing is in a semi-recessionary environment, we can't expect consumers to pay three times the cost for what they are already buying in other forms. So if you expect the school district to pay three times the cost of animal based chicken products, they're not going to do it when their budgets just got cut or they don't, their, their budgets don't go as far. So, this is actually the perfect time for our industry to reckon with the problems in our industry. And those problems are largely fixable, but it's gonna take some muscle and some brain power and some some real um, boots on the ground work to do that. And that's of course what we're doing at Rebellious Foods. And, and we really hope that we can partner with other plant-based meat um, and even meat processing companies to deploy our Mach 2 production system in new environments because we see this opportunity as um, one where we can actually lift the entire industry with better automated production systems that bring the price of high-quality plant-based meat down to that of where consumers can afford it and would easily choose that over animal meat.
0: Yeah. I mean, I suppose um, part of the problem is that to to produce... Um, meat products to produce chicken uh, and the rest of it is it's highly subsidized isn't it by the government i mean s- certainly in the uk it's highly subsidized and i imagine it's mm-hmm. the same in the us and so really um it's it's you, you know part of the uh uh of the work has to be done to try and move some of that money into more uh you know kind of progressive areas like plant based meat like sort of cultivated meat um yeah I mean, are you aware of any work that's being done on that? So are, are you are you involved in any of that sort of
1: so I think it's a very good point that cultivate or sorry, that um, plant-based and cultivated meat does not reduce does not receive really any subsidies when it comes to the type of support that particularly the US government gives to the American the American meat industry, and that many other countries also do. Um, one of the things that's interesting to note is that. Um, the U.S. In the United States, we produce over 108 billion pounds of animal meat. We subsidize this industry to the tune of a couple hundred million dollars every single year. But the value of the U.S. meat industry at 108 billion pounds a year is roughly half a trillion dollars. A hundred million, a couple hundred million dollars per year in the U.S. subsidies isn't really going to move the needle on whether or not chicken is cheap. What makes chicken cheap in the United States is automation, scale, volume. And if you want to know who is really subsidizing the chicken industry, it's consumers. Consumers consistently choose meat over plant based meat. They consistently choose meat, sometimes over fruits and vegetables. It's what we are voting at with our dollars that is truly making the meat industry powerful. It's not really I would not claim that subsidies make all that much of a difference. They do make a difference. They make it a little easier for the meat industry to, you know, be in certain states or get grants to produce and make facilities in certain areas. But the consumer is the one that is choosing consistently choosing meat over climate-friendly solutions. And that is where we really need to target our attention. Because there's no doubt that the alternative meat industry, like cultivated meat and plant-based meat, could make good use of subsidies. But at the end of the day, we aren't really competing with subsidies. We are competing for the consumer dollar.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. what do you think is the way to persuade consumers i mean clearly price is important taste is important but there's also um there's also a sort of sticking point around sort of uh, uh around culture and 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 the sort of narrative of what's what people are used to eating so how do you think how do you think uh, people can approach this this um sticking yeah point? The-
1: That's a really, really good question because you're absolutely right that the consumer choice around making, choosing a plant-based version of an animal meat product is complex. And sometimes it's about price. Sometimes it's about the volume they can actually buy it in. So that sometimes it comes to the packaging. Sometimes it's, it's around even biodegradable packaging or what other social justice issues maybe that consumer cares about. Maybe it's just having large enough packages that they can actually feed you know, mom and dad and the two kids and the four grandparents all in one sitting. Um, sometimes it's just about convenience, where it's in the store and whether or not it's getting people's attention. Um, Sometimes it's about health, whether or not it is a low enough saturated fat, low enough sodium and still high quality, great, great tasting product. Um, So there are a lot of things that we need to think about when it comes to helping the consumer make the climate friendly choice. But to answer your question about, you know, what do we need to do to address the cultural issues? Well, in the United States. 52% 52% of all chicken in the United States is processed into bread battered fried chicken products for chicken nuggets, tenders, and patties. This is our culture in the United States. Um, I'm fully aware that there are places in the world where something like a whole muscle meat, plant based meat chicken replacement is going to be more appropriate. In places where stews and, um, you know, where you know using those kind of um, products in stews or curries or things like that, that's gonna be much more appropriate. That's a different type of plant-based meat than we make. But that is why having so many plant-based meat companies is helpful um, because some of them can be doing whole muscle meat. Some can be doing mix and form bread battered fried products like we do. And also I think there is a really impactful way of using the entire scope of the plant-based and cultivated meat industry together to make hybrid cultivated and plant-based products that also meet a certain segment of the market. Um, These are obviously gonna be a little more expensive for the time being, but um, because the price of ingredients for cultivated products is gonna be higher, but there is real value in being able to um, bring, uh, the, the show that the meat industry actually can be replaced. The, the traditional slaughter based meat industry can be replaced with a combination of plant based meat, cultivated meat and hybrids.
0: OK. Uh, and is there is there any um, I mean, are you working on such products? Is, is this something that's in your, uh, you know, on your on your kind of future scope that you might be working yes. with, with cultivated meat companies?
1: Yeah, so we are very excited to work with a number of plant-based and cultivated meat companies around this idea of what are the next products that our Mach 2 production system can produce for the world and be able to produce at scale and produce at high quality and at price parity. So yes, we believe that it it would be a collaboration with other companies because we don't produce cultivated um, cells or ingredients ourselves. But we are a finished goods manufacturer that can take many other people's great ideas and great ingredients and bring them into great products
0: mm-hmm. okay, and of course, in america now uh in in america in America, cultivated chicken is available to buy and sell and and use so so yep. uh you know we know the companies that's that's that you may be in talks with in in that in that regard,
1: yeah, well, there's quite a few out there, and um they also just like the plant-based meat industry makes, you know, sometimes mix and form breaded products or whole muscle meat products. There are also a range of cultivated meat products that um, make or companies, range of cultivated meat companies that make everything from slurry of cells to whole muscle meat products to ground meat products. So um, there is a whole range of those. Um, some, some that do have FDA approval, some that have not gotten that far yet. Um, so there's, there's real opportunity for us and, and others to also get into the hybrid market as well.
0: Okay. So, okay. So you've, uh, you've been going since 2017. Um, so I'm wondering if there's anything that you've learned in that time and if there's anything you might do differently.
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, the list is so long. Um, we've certainly learned a lot in in six years, actually, (laughs) we've learned a lot in six years. We've learned um, how incredibly important food safety is. Um, I think that anybody who's starting a plant-based or cultivated meat company, especially around finished goods, um, food safety also always has to become at the front of your conversation, whether you're developing new technology, developing small batch recipes, Developing a supply chain, developing a facility, food safety is always has to be at the forefront um, of of any conversation around food production and serving the public. Even more so for a situation where we would love to see conversions of plant-based or animal meat processing facilities to plant-based meat facilities. That ability to um, really bring our American meat infrastructure into the 21st century and really, um, develop our meat industry into a meat industry that's plant forward is going to be super important to understand the impacts of, of, um, facilities that are processing meat and plant-based meat. And one of the biggest questions around that is really food safety. Okay. So, um, you know, luckily most, plant-based, and animal meat producers take food safety very, very seriously. Uh, You have to in the United States, and we should do so anyway, just from a moral perspective. But uh, it is not easy to do right, and it's not easy to do perfectly every single time, and yet there are no margins for error. So that's why I always say, you know, any conversation that start we have with rebellious um starts really with um a combination of processing and food safety. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yes, I suppose um if something goes wrong, then that's that you know that's a huge batch that needs to be uh that needs to be um, you know, kind of pulled back in, I suppose, isn't it? If if there's a
1: yeah. I mean, the really interesting thing about food safety with respect to plant-based meat is that. There are a lot of advantages that we can take take advantage of um, when it comes to making plant-based meat. As you can imagine, the bacterial load that you see in slaughtered animals' meat and um, that gets ground into the meat when you grind up a carcass just isn't present for plant-based meat. But there are other risks that need to be addressed and need to be known and understood. They need to be designed into the process from the very beginning. Um, so it's not even so much a cost issue um, because yes, that is that that should be your last concern. Your first concern is that plant-based meat is the is safe for infants, safe for senior adults, safe for anybody with autoimmune or other types of diseases, safe for anybody to eat and that's the most important thing because we are here to make the world a better place not to hurt anybody and given the risks that we see in the meat industry and the reasons we have to you know cook meat to such a degree and um, you know, do such extreme things to deal with the pathogens that come from slaughterhouses is because meat is inherently bacterially and pathogenically dangerous. And as a result, it has to be dealt with from a food safety perspective. Well, we also have to take plant our culture. We also have to take, um, food safety seriously but we have a huge advantage in the fact that we are not starting with slaughtered animals
0: yes okay i was wondering whether you have a kind of tasting uh department at the end of the process where you know one uh, product is is tested and tasted to make sure it's 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 yes. sort of safe and delicious
1: every day yeah Definitely. so we produce, um we produce about seven, eight, nine days a month. And um pretty much every couple hours we're trying product for those seven, eight, nine days. <laughs> so every product off the line gets tried. Um, you know, a sample gets taken from that particular um hour or, or group of hours, and we're we're keeping close track of quality throughout the process. So is that
0: somebody's job then to to uh, yes. taste it? Okay, that's a good job. Absolutely.
1: And, then we, and then we test them later again um, here at our facility because we have some of this production is done at another facility, but we also test them here. In fact, today we're doing a tasting later today.
0: Okay, all right. Um, I just wanted to kind of touch quickly on, uh, 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 you know, you are selling your product now and you are producing a lot. So um, you are clearly making money from it. Are you, I mean... Is Rebellious Foods making a profit?
1: Um, So we make a margin, but just like most plant-based meat companies, we're not quite to making a profit. However, With the Mach 2 production system, that's when we will make a profit. And we're very proud of the fact that we will become profitable once that happens. Um, So in about six months, we will be deploying the new Mach 2 production system. We will reduce our labor costs by 90%. We'll reduce our overall production costs by 60%. And as a result, we will quickly from one month to the next turn profitable. So we're very proud of that because um, that profitability is not just profitability for the core production and sales of the company it is actually carrying the whole company our engineering department our research and development department our headquarters so we're very proud of the fact that we're going to be there mid next year
0: excellent excellent that's quite exciting and and your products it's sold in america and canada at the moment
1: um we're not in canada at the moment but um yeah mostly in the united states Mm -hmm.
0: okay and are there plans to go further than that
1: um, yeah, absolutely. We're hoping to establish some partnerships in South America. We're hoping to produce elsewhere in the world. Um, we're we're still working on our American domination, but um <laughs> okay. uh, our our focus is um public school system, uh, college and universities, hospitals, cafeterias, places like that. Um, We believe these are the places where people are making very climate climate friendly choices. These are the places where kids are making choices based on what they know to be a challenging future around climate change. And these are the places where people are making better choices for their health. And so um, being able to support that um, is is really just one of our, 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 our mission. It's really close to our mission to be able to do that. Um, But as you know, those are also the places that are super price sensitive. They are also the places where you have to have a lot of volume. So most of our customers are, you know, purchasing at the truckload level. So we can't really be a small time company. We got to be a big company and go big. And that's what we're doing with the Mach 2 production system. That's why we're going to be producing roughly 5,000 pounds an hour in the next two years. And that's why... Price parity matters so much. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so it sounds like you are very optimistic about the uh, future of uh, of rebellious and of plant-based foods in general.
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I believe in the future of plant-based and alternative proteins in general, um, even from the perspective of cultivated pr- uh, proteins as well, because we honestly do not have a choice. Um, We are on a planet that is warming by the day and we um, we literally just had the hottest uh, summer on record, even potentially surpassing two degrees Celsius just this summer alone. Now, obviously, that's coming back down because of, of the seasons in North America. But we are in dire straits when it comes to climate change. And one of the most impactful things we can do on a short-term basis is to reduce or eliminate our meat consumption. Methane is a huge and multi, multiplied, um, um, multiplied greenhouse gas emissions, meaning that it, it absorbs and holds more heat than CO2. But the great thing about um, of getting rid of methane is not only does... Um, from from the meat industry is where it's produced, but it's produced in other places as well. The more we can bring down those methane emissions by reducing our meat consumption, we get a big impact by the fact that it absorbs so much heat. So we're not adding that to the environment. And because methane is a short-lived gas in our atmosphere, it's going to go away faster, which means it's just a huge opportunity for us to eliminate that greenhouse gas right off the bat.
0: Okay. And so the inspiration of, of of rebellious foods is is kind of mostly sort of about the climate would you say or 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 is it sort of equally to do with kind of animal um you know animal uh, you know the kind of future of chickens i suppose to sort of free yeah. the chicken?
1: you know we believe in all of the reasons why plant based meat and cultivated meat are the future of the meat industry in general mm. um Certainly climate change is a major pressing issue. We have very few years to address this, probably less than five years at this point. So we have a long way to go to make a really, really big impact. The second is that absolutely that animal meat processing and the treatment of animals in our industrial animal agriculture infrastructure is a moral travesty. Chickens are treated horrifically, cows and uh, and pigs and turkeys are treated horrifically. So absolutely there is a moral requirement that we address this as humans. And then it is also a moral requirement that we give our children healthier foods. Meat is not that great for us to a certain, you know, there's some, there's some nutritional value, but we can get that from plants as well. And so as a result, there is a real big moral question about whether or not we should continue making processed meat products when some of them are even considered carcinogen by the World Health Organization. We can replace those with plant-based versions that are just as convenient. Now will soon be the same price, just as tasty, and still meet our our kids' expectations for what they get at public schools.
0: Okay, well, uh, Christy, it's been wonderful talking to you. I've I, I feel like I've learned a, a great deal, and I uh, I enjoyed listening to your you, you know your passion for the subject. So, thank you for coming on Future of Foods. And thank you. And um uh, and I'd like to stay in touch. So um, you know, I, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to try one of your products in the future. But um, you know, okay. thank you for now.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Alex. I really appreciate meeting you and thanks for having me on.
0: My pleasure.